You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Charlie, obviously the midweek, the, the main talking point was if you, for maybe right or wrong reasons, it just depends what way you, you come down on it, the referees. First of all, before we get into talking about the, what, can, what can be done to help, help the referees out, we'll touch on that later on in the show. Do you agree with both decisions that were given? Was it a penalty for Rangers and was Celtic goal onside? How does it, what was your overall opinion, obviously, as a, an experienced pro? When you look at them at the time, okay, where the referee position, so if we talk about the Easter Road one, uh, John Beaton's right there uh, and he's gave a decision and it would be very difficult to disagree with that from where he is and what the angle and what view he's got is there and what you've got to watch as well is how he gives the decision. I think he sells the decision by the way he gives the penalty. It's a straight arm point out what he could have done was run to the, the, the touchline, but he's standing there straight on point, and that tells you he's getting no doubt. Sometimes when you see hesitancy, the, the, the jump on the concept of, ooh, he's, he's got to think about it, and that's it. But at that time, incident, live play, John Beaton had no doubt that was a penalty kick. I think Rotis is unlucky, actually, because he tries, he tries to take his leg away, but when he does it, he takes Ken... <laughs> Eclipse Kent, so it is a penalty, but I, I do think Porteous is unlucky. But he's been done. He, he's, he's, Aye, he's, yeah. The, the movement, and it's no been playing at a, a far greater level than at me, that once you're done, you, you start to go into the, the, the kind of reaction stuff that, oh, I'll stick my leg out there and try and play the ball away. And he, he, he tries to retract it, and he, that's when he actually does the damage. But he's, he's skint. Let, let's, be, let's be truthful about it. Porteous is, is skint. His, his body shape and everything is all wrong skint from there. So if you go to that, and I know what is still thunder from there, but if you go to that, that's an opinion decision. Mm-hmm. That's an opinion. Is it a penalty or is it not a penalty? If you take it 24 hours later, I think when you look at the incident at Celtic Park, I think Kyogo is always offside. I think he's always ahead of the second last defender. And I don't think he ever comes onside. He might come closer to being onside. But again, that's an opinion decision there and then. Would they come in and overrule as clear and obvious, depending where the lines would be with regards to their... But when I looked at it at the time, I thought he was offside. Aye, as you say, it's an opinion decision, and we can't. It's is that why the technology is going to have to come in because you're you're going off opinions and in Scotland where it's so everything's under the microscope, particularly with referees' decision, it's going to take technology to kind of get people get everybody on the same page. Is that the only solution? Do you think? The technology is going to come in, guys, to do away with the clear and obvious refereeing error. Mm-hmm. That's what it's there to do. You will still have opinion decisions that you will go and, well, well, on those two incidents, right, 
I don't think VAR would have overturned the decisions. And John Beaton gives the penalty. There's a guy watching it. Is there a clear and obvious error there? No. There's contact. This is this is what commentators and people need to get away from. Oh, there's contact there, so it must be a penalty. Oh, there's no contact there, it must be a dive. You need to get away from that side of things because you can have contact and no have a foul um, with regards to there. So is it a clear and obvious refereeing error? Has Porteous went to make a tackle and no contact has happened, the penalty kick was given, that's when you intervene because you've got a clear and obvious for there. On the same in Thursday night at Celtic Park as well, you would need to go right down to the lines. Their, their lines might be millimetres apart, so does that make it a clear and obvious refereeing error? Probably not, um, because of the, the thing. They, and if you take the offside back to what it previously used to be, Scott and Mark, you give the benefit of the doubt to the attacker. Yeah. So if he is five millimetres offside, give him the benefit of the doubt. If it's five yards, it's a different kettle of fish if it's two yards. But you give the benefit of the doubt to the attacker. But the, the way that, without contradicting myself, Kyogre is always ahead and he doesn't come back onside to go back offside. He's always ahead of it with regards to there. We'll move into the results over the weekend. Obviously, it was another busy weekend in the, the Scottish Premiership. We'll touch on the other leagues in the, the Cup later on. But Rangers kicked off with, uh, the, the weekend with a 3-0 win over Dundee. Uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst's first league game at Ibrox. It was a, a decent performance. I thought Rangers were probably as good as they were all season. I just thought everything kind of clicked for them. Aribo, an own goal, Morelos get the, the three goals. Shanker, there's a lot of positives to take from Rangers' perspective. I thought they were very good. I was just say, I think it was a real dominating performance. Um, I actually think 3 0 kind of flattered Dundee a wee bit. I think it could have been could have been a good few more than that. I think it was a a combination of a poor finishing, wasteful chances, and good goalkeeping for Dundee's point of view. I thought Port Savage Wesley Sakala could have had one or two uh, himself. That comes from, I think he's a bit. He's a bit raw, a wee bit in the, in the finishing. It's similar to Morelos. I don't think he's a, a great uh, striker, a clean striker of the ball, if you know what I mean. I know that point at probably a really, really top level, but I, I still don't. I still think there's a wee bit of, kind of rawness with, with both of them there. Uh, but no taking that away. It was, I was a bit as convincing as, as you'll get for, for Rangers and the, I mean, really into a, a, a good vein of form just now. It's as if Almost the changes has happened at a good time, and it's and it's benefited them. Uh, I know when when Gerard left, you think, "Oh no, where's Rangers going to be here?" But if anything, it's actually benefited them. Uh, just now coming in, freshening that up, changing maybe formation, style of playing, stuff like that. So I think it's benefited Rangers. Dundee never really offered offered much at all. Uh, as I said, their goalkeeper. A pretty decent game, although we conceded three goals because it could have been a lot more than, than what it was, to be honest. Charlie, what's been the biggest kind of differences you've seen since Van Bronckhorst take over and what was your kind of thoughts on yesterday's game as a whole? The biggest difference I see is they're difficult to break down now. And, and, and there's a better communication between the back four, potentially between the, the, the right back and the right centre half. Mm. and the goalkeeper. I think that's tightened up drastically, bearing in mind of they were losing 
uh, goals or they were losing uh, possession and play, giving away silly corner kicks, resulting in chances um, for there. So I think they've, they've showed up that way. Yeah, Van Bronckhurst has, has, has made them um, more of a, of a wider. You're not seeing the, the wing-backs bombing on as much. You let the wingers go and do that job. So I think he'll he'll take a couple of games or maybe even a couple of months to get into that style of play he's got. But they look um, they look as if they're a new hungry team. Um, and we always talk about it, don't we? The new manager bounce. But they've got that. And I think you can better than me, Mark. When you see a new manager coming in and you like what he's seeing, you like what he's talking about, and you as a player have got that freedom or lightness to go and do what you can. It makes you a bit more confident. It makes you more comfortable to go on the ball and, and go and create things. Uh, with regards to Morelis, I don't think you'll get Morelis scoring 20, 25 goals um, for that side because I think he wants him to drop deeper and, and, and play with regards to there. But I think you'll see Rangers, will, 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 the, the team will score more goals and because of the way that the passage are played. I think a lot of Rangers play right now is coming through Aribo. I just thought again it was another kind of really good display for Joe Aribo. I think he'll be the first to, I think he'll be the first to the door. It could be, I I mean there's talk yeah. there is interest, but you he's he's been one of the kind of few you would say all season where he's just been reliable. He's he's been doing a lot of things yeah. right. He's his goal was really good, his overall play was good. I thought Sakala had a good game as well. I think you're beginning to see now he's he's still raw. There's still a lot to a lot from improve on, but you can see there's just a he does have that bit of pace and just that he's oh, he's uh, got he a kind of flair. The thing I like about him most is he's direct. See when he gets the ball, first first thought in his mind is I'm going to go to this defender or I'm I'm going to run in the pitch and and, and go like commit people almost. Whereas before I'm not Kent does it as well, but I think sometimes. And way there is Rangers get the ball wide and if they can't touch and deliver or something like that, they go back the way and then out the other side. Whereas Sakala gets it and I think he's direct a lot and he's, he's tries to commit but people. And, and in the final third, I, I, I don't mind that at all. I think in the, in the middle of the pitch, if you back to middle, I one, two, touch, get it, get it moving quick. But in the final third, that's where you go and, and get like your creative players just go and play and, and commit people and take people on if they lose it. If they lose it in the final third, then there's still plenty of time to get it back. So so I think we, we like Saribo and Sakala and, and Ken, etc. Hadri, I think we've got a lot of Van Broncos to give them a, kind of, a freedom to play. And I'm not saying they never had that before, but it looks as if they've been a, a lot more direct with it rather than you know, possession based stuff that a lot of the time it was going kind of side to side and, and uh, a lot of meaningless possession. Yeah. I think the Rangers have been. Well, direct and yesterday you seen that with the, with the chances created. I mean, they, I, I see if it's five or six now. I don't think Dundee could remember it at all. Well, touching Dundee, obviously the kind of main talking point was was obviously Lee Griffiths coming on and the tackle and things like that. Charlie, was he should he have been red carded? Was he lucky to stay in the park, or was it just an overall kind of bad afternoon for Dundee and kind of Griffiths? But we spell just kind of highlighted that. Is that it's frustration, isn't it? Uh, yes. That's what it looked like. It's frustration coming in. You're sitting in the bench. You want to go on and you want your eagerness to do something. Maybe no frustration, but your eagerness to do something to try and get it for that point. And that's 
I would say he's guilty of trying too hard and mm -hmm. to come on and, and what he would have loved nothing more than was to come off the bench and score a goal. Yeah. And sometimes he was just trying, trying too hard. Then they, they would, would know straight away they're, they're coming down there and we're going to try and stay in the game as long as we can, uh, damage limitation. Uh, coming off a decent run, Dundee, with, with, with some good playing football. And um, I'm not saying it's a free hit at, at these places by any manner of means, but was Dundee, apart from the, the 22 players in the squad, was anybody else thinking Dundee would get something at the game? Probably not. So they, they just dust themselves down and go again and, and concentrate on the places where they can pick up points because they have been playing good football and no scoring goals and that's probably the worst thing you can do yeah. and but the, the the battered battered some teams really really the ross county etc etc and so they'll just dust themselves down and go again mm -hmm. Shankers, we know obviously Lee Griffiths when he's going to Ibrox, he's never going to get the, the most popular receptions. But do you think it was just a case of maybe the occasion getting to him and it just it maybe just turned into a, a bad day for Dundee and Griffiths just maybe just was a was a was guilty of that in a way, like maybe just the occasion just wasn't wasn't the right time for him, kind of thing? I think it's frustrating. First of all, if I'm if I'm on the side, I'm frustrated that I'm not starting. Mm -hmm. Then when you come off the bench, it's 3-0, you've got a mountain to climb, your team's up against it, not really creating it, not doing too much. The fact that he's on loan for Celtic, there's history between, I'm not saying there's history between the player and Rangers, but obviously he's, he used to play for Celtic, scored against Rangers, tied the flat, uh, the scarf to the goalpost, things like that. Supporters, Rangers supporters obviously are his biggest fans. I think it's just frustrating for him. I I could have had two bookings near Boa, but I think people people screaming for him to be red card. But when you're up three 0 you're so comfortable in the game. Just go on with it. If if he wants to come on and throw yourself a boot, let him do that. You know what I mean, it's I don't think there's any need for people to be screaming for. Should he have been? Who knows? Could he have been? I possibly, but the game's done and dusted. Your team's winning convincingly. It's, it's, probably, it's probably just a sheer frustration, a combination of no playing, team no doing well when, and playing against a, a rival, as you say. I'd agree with that. I think it was just a, a kind of difficult day for Griffiths and Dundee as a whole, but Rangers obviously a, a decent one for them. We'll move on to the game at Petaudry. Aberdeen were a, a very good 4-1-1 over St Marin with Marley Watkins and Christian Ramirez scoring twice. Charlie, that's a big one for Aberdeen, obviously getting back into the top six. Yes, yeah, and uh, wholeheartedly needed and needed at this at this time. And St. Mun, who <clears throat> sit in a couple of places below them in the league, and if they come to Petodri and, and go away with the three points, then Stephen Glass is, is is really really starting to think where can I change it round. But I think they'll I think Aberdeen will be pleased not only in the score line but again. It seems as if Ramirez is coming back in to, to, to form, get the goals, uh, and a, a, a convincing performance. Can no disrespect to St. Man, but a convincing performance. So they'll they'll be delighted. And and can we now can they now go on and, and capitalize? Stephen Glass always said, We're no far away, we're no far away. We couldn't see it, I couldn't see it, but all of a sudden, this will tell us now 
if they go to whoever they're playing next week, can they get the result? If they then fall flat in the, flat in the face, then more pressure on Stephen Glass. Shankers, obviously, the with Watkins and Ramirez both scoring doubles, it's it's key for them, obviously, to get so, get uh, get that kind of performance as well, get some goals under their belt. But Aberdeen, obviously, it's a great result for them. But St. Marin, you'd have to worry. Obviously, no wins in eight, and they're in, they could get be in danger of falling into their relegation places if they don't pick that up. I I think as Charlie said, it was a, a well needed one. Uh, uh, what he said about. Stephen Glass has said he's seen that come. He's obviously seen, he's working with the players day and day, so he's obviously seen indications of this in the, the training ground. And, and I've, I've said this about my team. I said, we were scraping 1-0 wins and, and maybe drawing here and there, and I'm going, there's one time that we're going to click and, and give something to doing, and that's maybe what, what he's been thinking. He said, we, like, he can see these performances, he can see glimpses of it here and there, and he's just waiting for it clicking, and that was probably a good example of it all clicking there. Four goals at home, aye, they, they conceded, conceded a goal, but now they'll be looking to push up the table. I think they're four points behind the uh, fifth place now, uh, which is Murrow. Uh, so for where Aberdeen started to where they are now, I think, I think they're just starting to get the grip. Ramirez, obviously, second top scorer in the league in eight goals now. Uh, Watkins uh, chipping in with a couple as well. So Aberdeen will, will be looking to push in the right direction and, and get themselves up that league. And as you say, Smyrna are just getting dragged into that, that part of the table where if you lose a couple, you're down there. Uh, down there and amongst it fighting. There's, there's no many points between the uh, between, uh, 12th and 8th, uh, 7th, 8th. There's no many points between them at all. So... Uh, the, it's it's hard. Someone think did you say seven seven eight games? Eight games without a win. Yeah. Eight games without a win. I mean, if, if that's no worrying, but I don't think it's I don't think it's like getting to the stage where managers should be sat there and no. like that. But obviously, as as worrying for them because uh, they started pretty decent, but um, don't think they can have too many complaints with yesterday's. Uh, don't think they can have too many complaints with, with yesterday's result anyway. We'll move talking on. about results there, sorry guys, you're talking about results here, I've just brought up next week's fixtures, St Murner at home to Hibs, and you think to yourself, oh, are we going to get something from there, and then from the Aberdeen point of view, they're away to St Johnston, so they're probably getting St Johnston at the right time, aye, the right time aye. Yeah, and so can we get another 2 3 nothing uh, result from there? Mm-hmm. We'll move in the Habs. Obviously, the, they drew 1 1 with Motherwell Easter Road. Tony Watt with another goal for Motherwell. Shankers, we've spoken about this before. Tony Watt's form is looking very, very good. Could he find himself in a Scotland squad if things go his way? Like, he's obviously doing a, he's doing enough to kind of put himself in the conversation anyway. I, I mentioned it a, a couple of months ago when he, when he was. Uh, Finding a bit of form and, and Wilson looked at him as if I'd bombed him ahead. But I'm not saying Tony Watt should be Scotland's number nine and, and he should be the vocal point of the attacker. And I'm just saying there's that kind of third, fourth striker choice in the squad up for grabs with likes of Shankland, was it? Nisbet has been there, Griffiths has been in amongst it, McBurney. There's no reason to, to why Tony Watt shouldn't be there. Uh, couldn't, he, uh, couldn't he throw himself in the heart? I think. Tony Watt in the past, maybe his attitude, there's, there's no question that the talent, but I think like attitude and 
and stuff like that. And, and he had been through quite a few clubs uh, in his early days. He seems to have found a kind of a home for himself yeah. now uh, at Mono. And, and you can see by, by his performances and his goals that, that he's that he's coming into his own and he's he's maybe maturing as a as a player now. And and if Nisbet's been in the squad recently, Tony Watts um is the top scorer in the league now. It's not just scoring goals, it's performances as well. I watched the game on Tuesday night against Dundee United mm-hmm. and he and he was everywhere. He's work rate and everything he's, he's selling. I think when, when he's leading like that for the front, it kind of breeds, breeds through the, the whole team and there's no reason to to why he, he will not be included in the squad, but he's definitely given Steve Clark uh, something to think about. That Charlie Motherwell, we are. It's another good point for Motherwell, obviously going Easter Road is, as we say, a difficult place to go. But Hibs, apart from that cup fight, that cup semi final one, they've been in a real dip recently, haven't they? And it's looking five goals in eight games. It's it's looking tough in the league. That's that. That's. And just listening to what you're saying there about Nisbet and Watt, I'm a I'm a firm believer of you pick you pick your players in form, and it doesn't matter. Well, I'll take that back. Probably doesn't matter in where they play with the league side of things. But if you're in form and banging in goals and working hard and doing that, then you're in with a chance for there. At the moment, Hibs Hibs went through midweek and and. Um, was it Boyle and who's the other boy who's just come back as well? Dodge. Dodge as well. So so again, will this now kickstart Hibs on to, to, to get the goals and try and get them? And Hibs seem to be the real crest and trough and crest and trough, up and down, up and down. There's no real level of consistency with regards to that. And uh mentioned earlier, they'll be going to, to St Mern next week, so they'll be looking to to get that uh, and and really try and stay up as close to third as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. I, I think Hibs have. I think they will need to get their, their form back in track. Obviously, they were a brilliant start. You were obviously you were honestly thinking about them. It was a two horse race between them and Hearts for third place, but they'll they'll need to seriously pick that up if they want to get close to Hearts. We've opened up a wee gap. Model again. You can't. They've been pretty. Pretty good. They've been obviously very steady. Tony Watts banging in the goals. So there's a lot to like about Motherwell's performances so far. St Johnson and Ross County was called off kind of quite late on in the in Saturday afternoon, obviously due to, I think it was a waterlogged pitch, but obviously that game will be rearranged. But we'll move into the games that took place today. Celtic went to Tanadice and picked up a really impressive 3 0 win. A great goal from Tom Rogic, probably one of the goals of the season so far. David Turnbull added a second and then Liam Scales come off the bench to score his first Celtic goal. Charlie, we said about Rangers have been a lot of positives. There's a lot of positives to take for that Celtic performance because I thought at times they were absolutely outstanding to watch. Yeah, yeah, and particularly on Thursday night as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I've listened to, to uh, the match on the wireless when it was obviously driving to, to my daughter's game. Um, Postacoglu seems to get everybody ticking now the only thing I'd be worried about and I know is scoring goals if you're creating 9-10 chances a game you're looking to score 4-5-6 a game and for that that would be the only worrying uh, is getting them delighted that they're scoring uh, they're, they're making chances they're in the scoring position it's just that final finishing for there 
Rogic again, he turned around and he, and he said, I didn't need to speak to Tom, I know him. Uh, again, I think he's got a new lease of life. Go out there and play, there's no pressure on you. Youngins, if we lose the ball, you go and win it back. And I think there's more now that Celtic players know their job mm-hmm. and know how to play in that setup that that uh, Postecoglou has now now gone. And Celtic fans must really be on a bit of a oh here we come now we are going to be challenging here we come because they they, they just seem to gel uh, a playing as I said not to labour the point go to take your chances. Stick the ball in the net. Most people would have expected that result today to be something like five or six nothing. I, 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 I you can argue with that because I think at times they were they were so so impressive going forward. We've said that a lot about Celtic. Obviously, we know we know their kind of quickness of playing football and things like. That. I thought Callum McGregor was absolutely outstanding today, Shankers. See when you've got that. See when you've got that type of midfielder playing in the form he's in and obviously leading the team. It's it makes such a massive difference to them. But before we get into that. We should say why Wilson's no one, right? Let's be honest. Wilson's no one because he's still shot, st- stuck to his chair because of Mikey Johnson starting. <laughs> he's sitting there in shock. Aye. But I, I, I said text uh, my pal and, and asked about it, but I forgot uh, Jota got injured on Thursday. So that, Aye. Yeah. That, yeah. And Charlie's saying about the worrying about the chan- uh, the goals. I think the biggest worry is that. A, a squad depth and the 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 depth and quality. It, it's fine having a squad. They've got a squad of players, I. But I think it's the quality, as in Jota's probably been arguably their best player so far. And then you are bringing Mikey Johnson in, where he's he's no to the same level. If you know what I mean, that would be the only only concern I would have. Be if I was a Celtic supporter or or Postecoglou, so he's never going to come out and say, "Oh, if I get two injuries, I'm ghost kind of thing." But I think if if they do get get one, two, three injuries at some point, because at some point of the season, there probably, month, will, there it, probably will be a chance because right. I think Celtic are one of the teams that's get nine games in December yeah. possibly. So the schedule, I mean, there was two or three players went went. And then Thursday night, I think it was. Yeah, I, think Jota, I think Jota's uh, going to be missing for the cup final as well, which is another big. That's a big blow as well for. I, I definitely. So that would be my only concern if I was a, a supporter or a or a poster coggler, but uh, strength, the strength and depth rather than, than actually having having players like that. Skills coming off the bench for a debut. I know it's it's two now the games, the games, one essentially. So that's maybe why he's done that, but like. Can you throw players like that in, in games like away at Tynecastle, away Pataudry Cup finals, things like that? Players who have not really got as much experience when they're coming to a, kind of, a really busy and, and crucial part of the season. But away from that, I, I, I said earlier on, I wrote into it, I don't know if you'd seen it, but if it was a boxing match in the first half, that would have been stopped, no bother, because Dundee United were, were very, very poor. Mm-hmm. I offered nothing Seagrace saved them for a, a moment no, I offered nothing it's similar to Rangers it was a combination of poor finishing and, and, and good goalkeeping for uh, the United goalie but I've, I've, that's probably as a convincing performance as I've seen 
a, a one-sided performances I've seen this season in, in any game that I've I've took in in United offered very little. Are you, are you sure about that though? Because I like how the D United have been very very good so far this season. And you would have thought they might have offered up something more, aye. The United are sitting fourth in the table. Right. Uh, uh, teams like Hibs, Aberdeen, Motherwell. Yeah, They've all get better squads than them, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion, and should be should be doing better than them. So they're punching above their weight to a certain extent. So for where they are in the league, uh, I'm not saying they don't deserve to be there, but they're doing better than than, than what uh, what they, they could be probably in my opinion. So I, I thought, especially at home as well, I thought they were a, they were offered more than what they did, but. Very little. They I've got down. They had a spell, maybe seventy minutes, where they had a couple of half chances, and, and at half chances, that is me giving them, giving them a wee bit of uh, a wee bit of credit. But the luck if they were half chances, I don't like they'd ever trouble Celtic all day. Uh, Celtic centre halves were just getting the ball, no pressure on them, playing it. Uh, full backs doing what they did. Full backs tucking in. And Rogic and, and uh, Turnbull, uh, who was on the other side, Forrest, he got took off, but they were getting on the ball all day. Uh, Tom, Tom Rogic's goal was... That's right. Uh, it's one of the World class not, was in No taking away from the, the goal and the finish and the individual brownies that it is at all, but it's nobody's laid a glove on him. He picked the ball out in front of the dugout, just inside uh, Celtic half, and... Uh, inside London United's half, sorry, and uh, it's it as it's magic what he's done, but he's just dancing past him. Nobody's nobody's kicked him, done anything. I'm not saying go and go and put him and cause a foul, but nobody's even doesn't look as if uh, they're going to take the ball off my door. I think it was far far too easy, but you can't take it away. And and Posse Coglu's comments after it, it, he's right to a certain extent, it's saying that. When Tom Roggett is on the ball, you, you need to sit up and watch because he can do things like that. It's true. He's, he's a big game player in, in a big game like the Aberdeen Cup final. He's done it against Rangers before. Uh, Ibrox, he, he's got that moment of brilliance in him and, and he, has, he has a worry for, for defenders when he's, he gets the ball in, in the half turn and, he, and he's running it. He's so big and powerful. He's, doesn't he? I'm not getting him a disservice, but no saying he's, he's lightning quick, but he's quicker than, than what he looks for like a big fella, like moving across the ground and gliding past people. He's he's a top player and it and it is a goal that as much as, as I don't like seeing Celtic scoring, it was a right good goal to watch. Ah, it was a well, it was world class as as we was rightly put in the commentary. There's just a lot to like about Celtic now. Like if you are a Celtic fan going forward, like Fura Hash is hitting a hitting a really good spell. McGregor, as I said, McGregor's just leading, just taking to attack and say so well. Was and you'd be what a bit worried about the the squad depth. I know, but that you just I think it's January Costa probably will get a get a Celtic will spend big. Celtic will spend big. Because I think they talk. I think Costa Coglu sees what Mark's Mark's been talking aye. about. That there's Taylor good sixty sixty five minutes today. So just manage them because aye. we need you. And that's why the young boy obviously get flung on with regards to that side of things. 
they also uh, who else went off midweek is and Thursday night as well. Welsh, back. And Welsh went back. So again, we just managed it to get it through for there. But see, when you look at Dundee United guys, I, I couldn't believe. I've just brought up the table. They've lost six games, and they've only scored fifteen goals. They're the third. They're the third equal lowest scorers of goals. Where's their goals going to come for? If, if they're up there, but they must be winning a lot of games one nothing. Aye. Um, I think them. I think I read a stat the other day that I think Ryan Edwards was a joint top scorer at one point. Aye, yes, I, like, I, I've listened to his interview before the game. Um, uh-huh. Gordon, Gordon Duncan and he was. He, I think he said like the most most blocks in that in the league as well. But he's also a, a joint the top, top scorer, top which scorer. which says that. He's scoring for set pieces and mm-hmm. whatnot. I mean, Nicky Clark's are probably their most uh, recognised striker as well, and and he's not really known for for uh, Ken 15, go, 15 odd goals a, a season. He popped up with the goals here and there, aye. But I agree with Charlie. I, I'm not. I'm not saying they, they shouldn't be where they are because they rightly they rightly should, but okay. I just think that. We can get to a point where your Motherwells, your your Hibs, your Aberdeens eventually end up overtaking them because their their quality in, in games will will, uh, will get them get them higher up because they'll be scoring goals. I mean, Aberdeen went and scored four goals. The Hibs have got Boyle, Nisbet, Dodge, Newell, teams like that, players like that chipping in. Motherwells got what? Um, who's the, the other boy? Connor Shields as well. Scored a couple of goals in, in Dundee United, as Charlie says. I've no really go to MD that's going to go and yeah, We did kind of say that when Shanklin left, pardon the pun. But obviously, it's a, that's a big loss. And I know he's probably not had the ground running, but it was still uh, a massive impact. Have they got Manil there? Is, he, is that, was that last year he was there? I think he was there last year. I can't. I haven't seen him pop up, but I, I think like I'm not sure if he's... Yeah. Either that or he's injured or whatever, but even it, Manilty... If they had him, he he's proven to score. Uh, he's he has proven to score some goals. But if, if he's not there, I mean, Nicky Clark, I'm I'm struggling with nice. players that are going to go and create. And I said that I don't know if it was at the start of the season or, or a couple of months ago that there isn't really a not Peter Pollock maybe. Uh, they've got the, the striker. He's got a kind of foreign sounding name, but I'm sure he's a. Aye, he, him and Peter Paul might be kind of only really creative players a lot and that. They've got kind of similar uh, players like Books, uh, Butcher. Uh, I was going well. to get Charlie's thoughts on that. Definite red. Aye. I, I never saw the game, guys. Never Sorry. Saw, I, I never aye, saw it. Was, um, aye, it's a red. It's a red card. The thing, the thing for me is it's right in front of the dugout, so... If the ref doesn't get a great view, I think his fourth official's got to no. help him out there. It, it's not so much the tackle itself, it's the follow through. He follows through, yeah. studs up, uh, on, on straight straight onto his, his shirt. They stayed on the wireless. They stayed on the wireless at the time. It was, it, it, they tried to justify that he had slapped or something like that, but uh, Craig Levine, surprise, surprise, <laughs> uh, he, he came out and thought he was lucky he was still on the park. I was, I was surprised he got a yellow, though, because that makes you think the referee's seen it. And how's he's he, seen it, aye. He would probably deem it as reckless and dangerous. Would you uh, see it as, a, as excessive force um, from that point? No. 
endangering safety when you think it's serious foul play or definite red but, I know, but a, a good result for Celta obviously keeps a really impressive run going we'll move into the final game in the Premiership Hearts put themselves five points clear in third with an impressive yeah. 1-0-1 over Livingston Liam Boyce with a goal Charlie that gives Hearts a good bit of breathing space in that third position yes yeah but again listening to the game coming back down the road <laughs> and for there it seems as if Livingston were unlucky in the first half and they seem to have battered them in the first half now Grain we're talking about Craig Gordon Tony Watts should be up in the squad at this side of things is, is Craig Gordon uh, the, the number one Scotland goalkeeper now and um, when you look at him like that he's got another couple of years I think he'll find it hard against yours truly in the 22nd of January, didn't it? Uh, <laughs> at Beachwood Park. I think you'll be sending them left, right in Chelsea. But um, <laughs> now they come out the second half, they got their goal early doors and it looked as if they, they no saying they hung on, but they managed the game. Livingston started to, to throw uh, a wee bit cautious, I'm not cautious, they started to throw men forward to try and get it. But uh, the Livingston, that is a difficult place to go, isn't it? All the surface, all these things that we start to see. But that that Hearts will be delighted with that, particularly uh, coming off of what happened on Thursday night. We just right, okay, guys. Robbie Nielsen will say, first half we won the good, second half we've done it. We've got the three points. Let's move on to the next game and and keep them on the sharp tails of uh, Rangers in first and Celtic in second. Because as you say, five points, it's it's quite a it's quite a gap at the moment mm-hmm. and, and they'll just be wanting to get kind of five points up the way and it's five points down the way so they'll just be quite happy just to sit in there and and, and manage the games and, and collectively they'll know so for example next week they're at home to Rangers can we win that game yeah worst case scenario can we get a draw can we can we keep the points the same and you certainly don't want to lose the game Obviously, Rangers want to go and win the game. Mm-hmm. Shankers, it was a massive result for Hearts, obviously, but would you be a wee worry for Livingston with our now six games without a win in the league? Aye, I would, I would say uh, I don't see similar to Dundee United. I just don't see where, where Livingston's going to get somebody that's going to score 10, 15 goals uh, for the season and, and kind of drive them out of the, the situation that that they're in, but Ross County's got a game in hand um, as well, obviously, with the Johnson game went off. Uh, a tough one uh, for Ross County, but if they win, they, they leapfrog Livingston and, and leave them at the foot of the table. So I think they can uh, they can easily get dragged into a dogfight there. Uh, the only thing is they, they've, I think they've, they're one of the places that they're fortunate where teams can go there. It's a huge win going there because team can go there and, and really struggle at Livingston. It's not a good place to go. I think they've got that in their favour slightly. Uh, when the likes of Dundee's and Ross County, St Johnson's and that go to Livingston, uh, they get that thing in the back of the head or oh, Livingston, hard place to go, physical team, master turf, all that carry on. But uh, and Hearts are probably, they got a good reaction because if they felt maybe hard done by and, and Thursday night Hearts, Hearts Robbie Nielsen probably feels that, that he could have come away with the game with, with a point uh, no because of the decision uh, uh, Kyogo's goal probably because uh, 
Alicia Kingsley, Barry Mackay said a chance late on. They, they have had a couple of chances to, to get a goal in the game. So uh, it's a huge win. And, and as you say, that it puts them a wee bit of breathing space. Uh, fourth place, five points clear. Um, five points clear. Uh, fourth place mm-hmm. in the United and, and Motherwell as well. Especially with Aberdeen picking up form. And, and Livingston's got two games in hand, which if they win, it brings them on to 25 points as well. So probably, probably a... A wee bit of a psychological boost for them that they've got that winning and gave themselves that, that room for error. I know that they'll be, that they'll be expecting an error, but just in case they do slip up, they've still got a wee bit of breathing space. But it's it's fully deserved third place. If they've, they've been the best of the rest this season, and, and as Charlie says, they've got a huge one uh, home to Rangers next week in, in Hearts. Know that if they play a the, the full potential that they can do that they, they'll take something to that game as well especially at Dinecastle but it's, a, it's been another exciting weekend in the Premiership we'll take a look at what's ha- been happening round about the other leagues as well Friday night Inverness beat Kilmarnock 1-0 Shankers we were hoping to have Wilson on because we know we were dying to get Wilson's thoughts on this but Kilmarnock were terrible just so many negatives to take for Kilmarnock's performance it just you would you would be a stone. I know I still expect him to go up. I think they've got enough squad wise, but Inverness just looked far more hungry hungry on Friday night because Kilmarnock just weren't at the races at all. I, I I'm looking at Kilmarnock's squad and, and Inverness squad and stuff like that. And I'm, I don't think Kilmarnock's most m- m- Wilson most of he's a Kilmarnock fan and I think he ex- fully expects him to go and win the league, but I'm not seeing a Kilmarnock squad and Come on, that team that's going to go and run away with this league. I think it's going to be a dogfight right to the end. And it's not just going to be Inverness as well. Wraith Rovers are putting their name in the heart as, as well. And I think Wraith will probably be happy that Inverness and Kilmarnock's uh, getting talked about because they can just go under the radar. And, uh, they, they drew where I brought it the weekend. That, that puts them to second. But if, if they won, it was taking themselves top. So Wraith will probably be, be happy. I'm not saying nobody's talking about them. But I'm just saying, everybody's fully expecting Inverness a, a commander to, to go and win the league. So, Wraith will probably be happy that they two are getting spoke about and they can just go under the radar. But, commander, for, for where they, they should be, they should be a team coming in for the top, the commander should be winning that league. And I'm just, I really fear for them. See if they don't win the league. I think it'll be a real, real tough fight yeah, for yeah, them yeah. To, to get out of that division. I think it's. Yeah. A few people have said before, I don't know if it was on here or whether it's a conversation or elsewhere, if they don't win the league, I really fear for them. It's, it's almost win or bust, I think the words were uh, used for, for what I heard. So, and, and it's getting to the point where if the next few results don't go for them, the, the fans will be calling for the manager's head. It's it's one of the ruthless, ruthless jobs, especially because the expectation to win the league is mm-hmm. there this season because they've dropped down a level. If, if they don't start getting wins and points on the board, then the fans will, will just turn on the manager and and then it becomes a real nasty situation, which then benefits your race and Inverness if, if there is that, uh, if there's that uh, kind of, what's the word, disagreement or whatever between the, the board supporters and, and the, the manager. If they're not on the same page, then it, then it benefits the rest of the teams that are challenging them. Come on, I really need to turn that around. And they've not got time, they need to do it right now. I'm not saying turn that around 
as in they've got a massive thing, but they need to start putting putting points on the board. I'm not talking about draws. They need to start winning games and putting a, a real three, four, five game uh, winning run together. Charlie, were you disappointed with Kilmarnock's performance on Friday? Oh, James. I think everybody was. Yeah, um, f- f- who follow Kilmarnock were, were didn't see that coming. And uh, again, um, but McKenzie, the one didn't look on fire, getting down the wings, getting the ball in. Ollie Shaw, is there too much pressure on him to score the goals? And he's no delivering um, for there. Polworth, he's gone back to his team. He was was we're all pal Kirky. At the end of the final whistle, going across to the Inverness things and doing a knee slide because he's beat his old team. Paul Worth, I love, I love all that. Aye, Paul Worth done nothing. I don't can go to his old team. I don't think he done anything in the game from that. The whole, the whole tempo was just flat, and and and, and Inverness had a couple of chances and, and eventually uh, took it um, from there. Come on up. I don't. I don't know if everybody keeps saying about the clear favourites and all that side of things. I'm no. I'm no sitting with regards to to there. Um, we obviously can see that there is a massive um, divide in the table, and right. effectively the top six and, and the bottom six, in my opinion, at the moment is now is, is decided. And three points for, between first and fifth, and three points between sixth and tenth, and yeah. thirteen between fifth and sixth. I, I can't <laughs> see. I can't see for the likes of me, um, Hamilton bridging 12 points to get up in the nah. road, Airbridging to get up, Morton Bridge, Morton, Morton have just sacked their manager, so nah, they're sorry. worried. They're worried about it with regards to there. So I think this table is going to stay as it is um, from there and then up the top. And, and Commander really need to go on a run. That's Inverness done, done them twice, one nothing home and away. And mm-hmm. um, and, and they need to they need to start uh, again. It's performances. Can sometimes if you win one nothing, performance wasn't great, but that just offered no fight at all for them. Nah, obviously as you said there, uh, Morton have sat Gus McPherson. Quite disappointing. I know obviously Gus is a a friend of Wilson and obviously in the show, but it's been it's been a disappointing spell for him at Morton, isn't it, Charlie? It's just been one of those ones where he's it's never really get going for him. I think I know Gus well. He's obviously had a few goes at me in my time from that point. Sometimes you get in there with your hands tied, one one hand tied behind your back, and what can you do? And he's he's, he's bringing players in. Um, there's no finance there to go and spend, so you're trying to get on people coming in and loan deals or free deals or whatever for that point. Um, and probably from the side is the loaning players out again. Mm-hmm. The loaning players out, and you think, well, maybe they could do it for there. But as much as as what Mark was saying about the financial implementations of Commander Nogan back to the Premiership, could be the same for the likes of Morton, Dunfermline, uh, mm-hmm. That would be a that would be a big thing for there. But Gus is Gus is experienced. He's been in there. He's tried his best. It hasn't worked out for him. Who who's now going to go in there and, and and try and do something? Sometimes you can only manage the quality of players you've got. No, we'll move into League One. Obviously, Cove have put themselves five points clear by two and a one over Dumbarton. But Shankers, if you were to go through that league and look for a result, 
Queen's Park Six, Falkirk Mill was the one that op- that screams out to you because that's that's a telling result both ways. It's a statement, definitely. Queen's Park have went and got a director of football from AZ Altmar, which again I would say is another statement yep. intent for the club. The team I tipped over at the start of the season we were doing our predictions. I'm not did saying tip, they're going to win it. Did I Falkirk? Does I regret that if I did? I just remember I tipped Cove because it got a few. Mm. But, um, <laughs> Queen's Park will be hot in their heels. There's, there's, uh, there's yeah. plenty of football still to be played. There's, there's five points of difference, but Say Queen's Park of went and made a statement. I actually looked there because I was I knew I said I remember the result, I seen the result. I'll just double check to see if Paul kept eleven on the park and they did. So yeah, it's, it's actually it's actually worse. I thought I thought they'd maybe went do a nine or ten, ten men or something like that, but it's no, it's Queen's Park, it's it's a convincing win and, and a statement intent to say that that they're gonna put a try and put a marker down for the for the season and and they're going to go for it almost. Uh, I think Queen's Park and, and Cove, Airdrie have that game in hand, they can go above Queen's Park uh, mm-hmm. if, if they win that. But I think over the piece, it'll, it'll be at Queen's Park and Cove Rangers, it'll be up there uh, fighting, fighting in that league. I was, lucky, I was lucky to be at that game yesterday and Queen's Park thoroughly deserved it. They blew Falkirk away right out the water. Uh, Probably right. oh, yeah, man. 2 nothing at half time was um, no fair reflection. Uh, the, the, the midfield three of Queen's Park running again, absolutely brilliant. Uh, Falkirk had 10, 15 minutes in the, the second half, but three of the goals were Falkirk centre halves trying to play out and getting caught on the ball. There was one time it was one against, it was four against one. And, and they took the chance. And 6 nothing. it could have been 10, easy. And um, Paul Sheeran, the, the, the supporters, the Falkirk supporters, were getting it to him um, big time. And, there's and, just a bad well, atmosphere at that club then, I there, like, there's, there seems to, I, I was lucky enough to be in the company of Donald Park yesterday, and mm-hmm. there seems to be something underlying at Falkirk. I don't know what it is. Both of us were making conversation. We don't know what it is. Ever since the youth academy gets stopped because it was one of the best youth academies, there just seems to be something underlying. Uh, and then they brought in the two players who seem today okay, yeah. and then that will get moved away when everybody was thinking, oh, God, what's there? Um, and, and Falkirk are on the, on the slippy, slippy, slippy slide. And at the end of the game, the, the, the Falkirk fans were, oh, jings, they, they, they were berating. Um, but Queen's Park totally deserved it. And, and to what Mark said as well, Ken, you're bringing in an AZ Altmar director of football. Uh, I think they're still waiting in Lesser Hamden getting done up. Yeah, uh, and that's, that's why I, I didn't know you were at Queen's Park game because I saw you were at Furhill and I just realised there that Queen's Park are playing yeah. at Furhill. Is that yeah. where they're playing, is uh, it? Yeah, they're playing it. They're playing it for hold at the moment until Lesser Hamden gets uh, gets through the the licensing and all that. Carry there's on. There's just stuff. a lot. There's a lot of infrastructure getting into that club, isn't there? Like massively, massively. You can, tell, you can tell they've got the ambition to go. How were you, what were you at that game? What, what was that for, Charlie? 
Uh, doing a wee bit scouting, Matt, uh, for there. Um, a team asked me about uh, three, four, uh, about, about two months ago, asked me if I'd go in and, and look at players for uh, their first team squad. So we've been doing run about, and that's why. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's actually quite good because you're away looking at games uh, and a whole different ball game now, part uh, of the and you're looking at players, whereas before you would look at the team in um, right. regards to there, but, and then you would look at the referee. But now you're you're, you're solely focused on uh, watching the player that you've been you've been sent to watch. So so right. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm at May Saturday, so very good, good, very good. But obviously, League Two as well. The big result was obviously Shinrars four one away victory. Shankers Shinrars look as if that. Beginning to have a wee bit of form beating Stenhouse Mule in comfortable fashion yesterday. They are they are so it was it was not just going and getting a win against a team running about you, it's gone and, and getting a convincing uh, a convincing win as well. Fourth are we a good win away to uh Albion Rovers as well, which them in, in second place. I know it will look as if they've run away with the lead, but for the way the format of the playoffs and that uh, that division finishing second, second uh, or third is, is favourable because if you finish fourth, you're playing the team to the league above. So it's, it's not as if Kelty's, Kelty's going to go and win the league, right? Then down tools, it's finishing second or third is, is just as important uh, working the format for, for the playoffs because it gives you. Uh, I guess you a draw against a team that, that's in your league rather than playing the, the team which is above. Sometimes it, you prefer playing the team that's above because they're no high in confidence or whatever, but they're still a team that's so-called uh, so-called better team that's in a higher division. But a good result for Forfa. Uh, Kelty were obviously in, on cup duty. Uh, they've got a game in hand to go further, further clear, but I'm sure we're going to come on to Likes a Celtic result as well. Hi Charlie, what was your highlight of League Two? I can catch your eye. Yes, Stranraer. I was I was doing Stranraer a couple of weeks ago. Um, they were lucky, and uh, when you say they were lucky, but they, they got the win against Elgin, and that kick starts. So again, you want to string two or three results together because, as as Mark says, that league's relatively tight up until second place, and I think. Um, Kelty are, are just managed the, the league through. Uh, Stirling have been a, a, a wee a runner of three defeats and and, and Ganaway, uh, Cowden Beath would have been a, been a sore one to take for that point. And fourth for going to Albion Rovers, the old San Siro, as it's known as the old Clifton Hill for there. So against. Oh, <laughs> one of the guys was messaging and as he says, oh, I'm at the San Siro and it's frozen. I says, I find every time you went to Albion Rovers, it was always frozen. Aye. Even in a, in, a, in a summer's night, it was <laughs> always frozen. And for there. Ember City started well as well and they've kind of off the boil. So again, I, I believe second, second at, at 29 points down to Sixth and rar at nineteen. I think anybody in there is, is, is in with a chance of finishing second and, and third for the for the playoffs. I think I think we'll see a lot of movement in this league, um, more than 
any other league is as as uh, it's situated at the moment. Mm-hmm. We'll touch on the Scottish Cup quickly. Kelly beat Monroe's, Mon- Monroe's, Montrose with <laughs> penalties to reach the fourth round. We thought Darvo were going to get a replay with Breakin on Saturday, but it was called off. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the, the thing we've all that so many people have been wanting us to ask Shankers about the draw. The best tweet I saw all week was there's three things certain in life death, taxes, and Talbot will draw hearts in the Scottish <laughs> Cup. So you're drawing hearts again, but this time it's going to be at Beechwood. So it must be exciting uh, to have a, a Premier Cup team coming to Beechwood. Oh, of course it is. And I think having time to let the dust settle and the draw a wee bit and, and reflect on it, it's a huge occasion for, for the team. The, the club, the players, the, the village, everything as a as a whole. Uh, when you put everything into perspective, team that's. I mean, we're just talking there about. Uh, we're just talking there about Hearts going five points clear in the in third place in the top league in Scotland, and and we've drawn them at home in the Scottish Cup. I mean, it's. I was going to say it's once in a lifetime opportunity, but. It's second now for me, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but when when you put it when you say once in a lifetime, it generally is like yeah. Hopefully, there's a chance that, that we got a Premiership team uh, again at, at Beechwood, but it could be the only time, and it's the biggest game in the club's history. I would say getting a team like this, and normally when you're playing a Premiership team at Beechwood, it's because somebody's been at the team for 10 years and, and it's a testimonial, but we, we are playing them uh, in a meaningful fixture in the Scottish Cup and and it's one that we're, we're looking forward to and I am know what I say this and then uh, I know what I say this and, and some happens, but Hearts, Hearts played Brewer Rangers last year in, in the Scottish Cup and went away and, and found it tough and didn't like it and, and they'll obviously have noticed that the, we got a decent result uh, the other week there in the, in the cup against Hamilton as well. So it, it's we're going to make it difficult for them. Uh, we'll, we'll have a we'll have a game plan to, to make it hard for them. And and of course, there's the expectations. Uh, the expectations are maybe a wee bit a wee bit lower uh, this time because of the opposition. But that's in their supporters will. I'll fully expect us to go and go and rampage hearts. <laughs> that's just the that's the mentality that, that's, that some men are some men are have. So uh, so there's no slacking for that point of view, but it's it's a huge day, a huge occasion yeah. but uh, that we've got to look forward to, but but we've got uh, we've got plenty plenty bigger bigger games uh, before then. Charlie, obviously, yeah, you know, can let well. It's going to be some occasion for the club to get hearts at Beechwood, isn't it? Massive, absolutely massive. And I was talking to my pals. I was it last night with my pals, and uh, the third best team in Scotland is coming to is coming to Beechwood, and they'll need to play a lot better in Thursday it was, night. It was Hearts, no Celtic, we got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm fair there. Um, I say to say to my pal, I says, see yeah, the way Hearts played on Thursday night, I think they'll be lucky to get a draw, Talbot, <laughs> um, for there. Uh, what do we reckon? I, I think it'll be about three thousand three hundred is the capacity with regards to there. Hearts will certainly send. There's a 
one thing, there's a brilliant relationship between the two clubs. So I think Hearts will send their the, the full allocation down and they may even make a nice donation to, to the club as well because they can't get. It's the last time Auchinleck, we went through to Tynecastle, we didn't like 3,700 true for that point. Yeah, we can hang on to the coattails of Brora, um, but I think Hearts are a different animal now than Brora. I don't think they will make that same mistake. And I think Robbie Nielsen will bring a strong team down. And the only thing is, Hearts might find it difficult to play in the situation with the small pack. Tucker, I, I, I believe Tucker will set up 4-5-1 again. Uh, and it will just be a case of condensing, keeping them tight. And how long can we stay in the game? When we, thought, when we saw the draw against the United, but the draw was made from the tie against the United. Air United on the Friday night had just thumped the United five nothing, and we're thinking, if if they had beat us three nothing, we're delighted with us. This. this follows into the same pattern again. Realistically, it probably heart and head. Head says that Hearts would probably win it. My heart, I'd love to get a one each draw and go back to Tynecastle, and that, that would. Well, be here's where I'm going to stop you. Because the fourth round is played to a finish, I'm sure. From the is, that no, is it no the next round, no? I think it's this round, for what right. I'm led to believe when the FPL clubs come into it. Don't get me wrong, that's just what I heard today. I was right. ever watching the, the Talbot under-18s and, and people were talking about it, and that's what I heard. But I was surprised about it as well. I, I thought it was a following round, Matt. I thought it was a quarter finals. I thought it was a quarter finals. I thought, uh, the rules might have changed, but somebody, somebody says it today, which I was quite surprised about because I was, I was saying, say for whatever reason you go and get a wonderful result, you get a replay, and financially and stuff like that benefits the club. So, on that point of view, it's no good. But obviously, it is good yeah. because if you were to be lucky, lucky enough to to go and sneak a draw or whatever and then you've got you've got extra time and penalties or whatever see it's, it's got its pros and cons but I'm no don't quote me on it 100% but that's what I did here is this round is played to a finish, a finish. how true it is I'm not yeah, no sure that's just what I heard um, it's going to be a massive occasion for Auckland Lake obviously we're, yeah. we're obviously we'll, we'll keep in touch with that we've Auckland Lake coming on the show this week actually so we've got a couple of Shankers teammates coming on the extra show this week so We'll be getting Shanker's thoughts on that, but obviously, it's going to be exciting. So, all can like fans tune in for that. We've got a wee couple of talking points to obviously talk through. Obviously, a few questions we've got in as well. Celtic play Real Betis in the Europa League, and Rangers travel to Leon. They're not meaningless games as such, but they're basically positions are pretty much sealed in the Europa League and the Conference League, and things like that, anyway. Mm-hmm. Shanker's, what do we think? Um, results. I know Rangers are, are 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 both. Did you say both? I know Rangers are through. Celtic, Celtic can they go through? Celtic now? can only finish third. Right, so it's one of the ones. It's, it's, it's kind of dead it, rubbers, isn't it? It's, I Rangers are away to Tynecastle the weekend. No. I fully expect Van Bromhoff to ring the changes for for this game, and because there is bigger. A bigger picture, as they say. Celtic, see, the risk with that. see the risk with that. If Rangers can do ring the changes, do you run the risk of potentially losing a, a quite a wide margin to a team like Leon? Does it? Is it more? 
Aye, you don't want to go and get thumped five nothing, but you win five now or, or lose five now, it, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day because your your positions aren't just you can't go up, you can't go down in a position. So it, it is two kind of kind of dead rubbers. I think both teams will uh, will ring changes. Celtic obviously got a few injuries themselves, so can they afford to go full strength and, and get any more injuries for the for the weekend? I'm not sure where where Celtic are fixture wise next weekend. I'm not sure if if you know home any tomorrow. Rangers. Home tomorrow. Home tomorrow. So it's, a, it's going to be a tough one. Motherwell are uh, are playing pretty well. You know, sitting pretty in the table. Rangers away to Newcastle. I'll be I'll be shocked if if both teams don't make four four or five changes for for the teams that started. At the weekend, because I, I don't see the need in, in playing players. I don't see the need in, in Rangers going with anywhere near their eleven that that what they go away at Newcastle. I, I don't see the need for it at all because you're just running the risk of, of players getting getting injuries and, and whatnot. Uh, but also, you don't want to upset the rhythm of the way that they've been. Both teams have been going recently because both teams are. I've been probably hitting hitting the kind of best form of the season at the moment, so it's a kind of catch twenty two with that one. But I I would rather rest players and keep them fresh for the weekend and and run the risk of fatigue and stuff like that, injuries, get tiredness, stuff like that. Because you've seen Celtic players going going down with a, a couple of kind of like muscular injuries later on in the game on Thursday against Hearts. So you don't want to run the risk of that happening again either. Charlie, what do we think for Celtic Rangers in Europe? Is it two games where they just try and avoid injuries and try and avoid kind of bad, bad results? I, I, I don't know. I, I think I see myself sitting in the other side. Go with your strongest team. And Rangers-Leon, I don't see as a dirty game. And I, I see it as being a, a right good two teams playing football. And... So go with your strongest team and then if you need to rest players, take them off. Because I think sometimes if you ring five, six, seven changes, it upsets everything. And all Aye. of a sudden, you come out of Leon with a 5 nothing defeat and everybody's, oh God, how do we pick ourselves back up to go to Tynecastle? Mm-hmm. And the same with Celtic as well. Can Just keep them going. Sometimes by resting players, that's when you stop, start, get the injuries maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just go with it, the strongest team, and then give a player right. I need, I'm only going to. I'm only giving you 70 minutes today. I'm only going to give you 65. I'm only going to give you. I want you to go and play, go and play, and and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So I, I don't see wholehearted changes. I maybe see just start with strongest team and then rest a couple from there. And um, I think Van Bronckhurst will use it. As, as, as a, a, a tactical side of things to see and, and, and see how he, 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 he can he keeps that momentum going. And the same way with Postacoglu, he'll just want to, I think, keep keep this momentum ticking over. Because sometimes see when the juggernaut starts rolling, it's very difficult to stop it. And if you just keep the players playing, 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 I think, I might be wrong, Mark, you'll, you'll have your opinion. I think if you're playing all the time, you're, mm. you're fitter, you feel ready, then the stop start. Oh, what am I doing with regards to and maybe that's uh, when you, you stop, you maybe get these wee 
muscular injuries because it's not as if they're getting thumped and tackles and their dinghies. It's it's pulling up with hamstrings and pulling up with calves or whatever are overstretching. So I mm. think if we just go with the same, go with the same strong team and then make get folk off the get the bench at sixty minutes, sixty five, whatever. Why well, obviously it's going to be another busy week ahead in Scottish football. Stay tuned to SM Media's social media channels for consistent kind of coverage and content over the next week or so. We are going to wrap up the show there. Shankers, Charlie, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. I've got something written down, right? I'm going on a wee rant here, right? go. Why rant? I'm on a... Somehow on my Facebook, I'm on an United fans Facebook page, right? And see some of the the guff I read on this this website. It's unbelievable, right? See see the supporters at that club. I, I don't know. I think they, they just need to remember the team that, that they are supporting, right? I think some of the fans are I think the club is far, far bigger and, and greater than, than realistically what they actually are. I think the ambitions are getting mixed up with the reality of, of what the the team is they're on seventh place, they know in the league. They're, they're maybe see see where Ian McCall had had there. They were arguably punching above their weight. Uh, yeah, like, all along, they had McDade had a right, right good group of players. They had um, Robbie Crawford, McDade, Forrest, um, the boy Harvey that went to MK Dons, Lawrence Shanklin, uh, playing the really, best really Moffat good. They, that as they, well, they had um, Moffat, uh, arguably at his peak as well. The goalkeeper Ross Duhan. Boy Rose right, so right, right, good Michael Rose as well, a right, right, good group of players. Right. And and it was inevitable that hey, they're not going to stay at United. See, they're performing well, young players are not going to stay at United all their days. They're going to move on to bigger and better things, which it did. So Ian McCall, for me, Ian McCall's seen that happening. He's seen like I'm not going to keep this cover up, arguably. He's, he's peaked where he, he kind of took here and he's jumped up to party. And I think here, I've, I've thought, right, when, where Ian McCall took them, that's where they should be. That's that's where they are as a club. And where they are now, seventh in the league, pushing for six. And you say that, that is there like 13 points, a gap mm-hmm. between fifth and sixth. Well, yeah. is, 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 Ayr, is Ayr United seventh, sixth, seventh in the championship? Is that not where they, they are at as a club now? Is that no? When you look up at the teams that's above them, maybe a growth and race, you could argue, are bunching above their weight for for the for the clubs that they are in comparison as a as a size of a club, but as playing stuff like that, I, I'd honestly, I just think some it's just over the weekend and that I was just reading some stuff and they can sack Duffy, players are all hopeless, this that and the next and I'm thinking where they are at the news a club is 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 where they should be in in my opinion. I, I just think they get caught up in the whole Lawrence Shankland scoring all the goals and and going and be top of the league in, in playoffs and stuff. I think they get caught up in that whole thing and it, it's it's where they, they expect to be now rather than sitting back and going, right, we were we were punching above our weight. We had players that were arguably too good for us at the that stage and, and they've moved on now and maybe we need to kind of Rein in our, our expectations and that, and I just just when we were we were uh, talk, I was going to bring up when we I talked about championship. I probably should have because it was more relative, uh, relative sorry than uh, than what it was now. But I just 
I need to get this out of my system because I've been close to just writing on that page a couple of times. Absolutely shut up. You are all clueless. <laughs> oh, that's me. That's me finish my, my Sunday run. Aye, I think we've, we've kind of spoken that before and I think it's a, it's a common thing. We, it's we, similar uh, to Kamala because we'll see where Kamala, like, where, where Steve Clark took them and, aye, and no, then obviously Steve Clark, like, yeah. I, I think the expectations and supporters were we're, we're right, that's where we should be for now on. Whereas it, it should be you'd a, a top class manager with players that, that were, were at the peak and probably playing to above above the level where they should be, and, and they're just the right good group. And and that was the, the ceiling, they hurt the ceiling there, and the only way it was done for them. So when they started coming down and they were doing scrapping in about the bottom and, and mid table, probably where the club should be. Then all of a sudden, that they're, they're below the, the level it should be, whereas it probably was more realistic to where they should be as a club. So it was just it was just really annoying me reading all that stuff. I like getting on it. Um, I like getting on it. Yeah, all the good nosy. stuff. I, I I just like being nosy and just to see what everybody's got to say. But I, I was actually thinking and like people tagging the chairman and all that, and I'm thinking, uh, oh, what are you doing? Davy, yeah, I know Davy well. But see, the funny thing about it is, Mark, not to take anything away from it, because you go into some media sites and unbelievable, but Air United, Hamilton are above them, and you see what the, the, the fallout for the Hamilton supporters aye. last week at the, at, the, at the Scottish Cup tie. Um, aye, exactly, aye. And Air have played 16 games. They've, they've lost half of those games. Aye. And they've only scored 15 goals. And, and you're right... I actually see Dan Fairman gone, gone and, and leapfrogging them because I think John Hughes oh, he's will get them yeah, on, on, a, on a wee run in that now. So I actually yeah. think the further the season goes on, they could actually get dragged into they got gone down the way, possibly. But I don't think sacking the manager and, and then going again. Especially when you've just sacked the manager. Like I, I don't think it's the, the right thing. Yeah. I, I, I agree with some of the points that they sacked the manager, then kept his number two when when he was arguably involved in yeah, yeah. And, and probably maybe a reason that he could he got sacked, and then they've kept him on. So I get that point of view, but I don't think sacking a manager then six eight games later sacking another one and bringing some else in. I just I don't think that's a, the right idea uh, or the, the right uh, option, but. In the care left, to be honest, either. But I, I think, I think we could have just... a new. I think we could have a new weekly segment in the show. I quite enjoyed that Shanker's rant. Yeah. <laughs> no, Shanker, <laughs> SS, Shanker <laughs> rant in the last ten minutes with a ghastly there. But see what the fans create. See, I remember turning up to games when clubs were in a bad run of form, and the supporters would turn up, and all of a sudden there was a big cloud over the game, mm-hmm. and players uh, were feared. To go and play football for the um, lack because they were just going to get berated. Do I make a mistake in case yes, bang they're over the top here? And yeah. don't get me wrong, Aid United has got potential to, to go and be where, where they were in the top of the end of the championship. There is potential there with, with if the fans all, all buy into buy into everything, but it's it's a team where if things only gone right, it turns really, no. really sour between the, the players, manager, board and supporters as well, which uh, isn't, isn't a good mix when it happens and it, and it doesn't end well. I mean, the potential it aired, Ian McCall was getting two or 3,000 supporters at the game and then 
when things are only going right, you're touching, you're, you're lucky if you're touching 12, 1,500 supporters and you're thinking, where are they when things are only going right? And see that point, they're, they're paying, paying money and well, uh, supporters argue as they're paying money and they're no getting, no getting their money's worth getting. That's the whole, that's the whole thing about backing your team and, and supporting your team in it. But anyway, I just the second thing. Do you think Air United back in the day with DL? DL was the yeah, manager. Yeah. Okay, you know what I mean? Yogi Hughes was centre half. I keep thinking three... that like I'm going to going to a league cup final. Aye, final. Like thousand pound a week. Aye. McGinley, McGinley aye, in the middle aye, of the park. McGinley. Two and a half grand a James week. Gray, I remember James Grady and Eddie Anand. Eddie Anand, Grady. That's aye. right. Oh, the end players. Paul Lovren, who's now at Benburb, right? Bill Barr was forever putting his money and he's in his pocket to, 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 to get that side of things again. And, and then all of a sudden it's just a case of, oh, wait a wee minute here. And the money stops and, and you think realistically. But I think it's always the case sometimes, guys, when you play over oh, clubs, should they be doing here? Well, how can our growth do it? Because they're part of oh, it. I was just going to come on. You, you, come play, on you play one against the other and, and right. again, Guys, as you say, get behind your team, support but the thick and thin. See with that, our bro thing, I always find that a good argument because our bro to where they are, they're part-time, right? So they're getting the, the high end of part-time players who are comfortable playing part-time with their job and Ayr's getting the low end of full-time players where they want to play full-time but they're, they're, get, they're almost getting the kind of lower end of the, the wage structure if you can't I mean the lower end of the, uh-huh. the full time wages. So as a hard one, do you go part time and, and risk attract so if you went part time, I think they could attract some probably arguably better players part time because there's players that are happy to, who are maybe in a good job who are yeah. playing part time yeah. fit but who between that get, get better wages than what they would if they went full time if you know what I mean. So I always find that a, a good How argument. Play- well is, is it- is it all players at Air United full time? I'm sure all players are full time. Are they? James. That's a big that's a big commitment. Um, I think I think that was part of when McCall was it. I don't get don't quote me in this, but I think that was part of McCall was it when uh, when they won League League One and went up. It was right. the plan was to go full time and that, and I think they have been ever ever since. But it's a case of say you get dragged down and end up going down, for instance. They'll not be able to sustain being full time in, in League One. I don't think. In my-